Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. It's great to be here with you. I want to talk some more about all this crazy green energy stuff that the Bidens are proposing. We talked to Phil Graham a little bit about um, ending the internal combustion engine, uh, taking over the car business, ending the fossil fuel business. The massive expense of that is almost beyond belief. The central planning socialist uh, uh, representation is almost beyond belief what they're doing. But I want to talk to my pal, uh, Tomas Phillipson, former chairman of the White House uh, Council of Economic Advisors during the Trump years. And he's now a professor of public policy at the University of Chicago. Uh, Tomas, welcome back. Your point here, your your article in, in National Review is, I mean, apart from all the other problems, the rich pollute more, but the poor have to pay more. So you write that when EPA's Proposed rules promoting electric vehicles released this week. Climate policy continues to be pushed in a way that makes the poor take the hit for curing the pollution of the rich. I don't think people understand that. Uh, You know, the Bidens say they're progressives, you know, like good socialists. They're trying to make everybody equal. But the reality is the poor get hurt. I, I mean, it's not electric vehicles cost more than gas-powered vehicles. I mean, it's about $60,000 versus, I don't know, forty-five dollars or $50,000 on average. Uh, but those EVs, Tomas, uh, they really cost a lot more, those Teslas. I mean, it's a rich man's game, for heaven's sakes. And that, yeah, I mean... And, that, yeah. and, and then they're, and they're trying to... Well, anyway, you go ahead and explain your position. Well, I think, I mean, the bottom line is... Uh, the Biden administration implicitly, not explicitly, obviously, but implicitly they're against progressive uh, climate policy in the progressive sense that economists think of it, which is helping the poor versus the rich. So the basic issue is that, you know, suppose you want to reduce emissions one way or another. We can argue about how fast, how much, et cetera, but suppose that's the objective. There's kind of two ways you can go about it, which the administration has focused almost predominantly on one. One is to substitute into more costly green energy. Green energy is more costly. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a policy problem to start with. People would just go there, and there wouldn't be an argument. The markets would just adopt it. So it's more costly. And therefore, you're raising prices by pushing people into green energy, raising energy prices. That hurts the poor a lot more than the rich because the poor have the largest share of their income spent on energy, both directly in terms of energy direct consumption, but also because they consume fewer goods and services, which uses energy to produce them, essentially. And then, Tomas, I don't mean to interrupt, but I just want to make a point here. Uh, This, you know, it's getting jammed down their throats. Basically, they're so overwhelming, these executive orders, right? Uh, 
if they are implemented, if they're implemented, they're not going to give the the poor, but it's the middle-income people, lower-middle-income people, and poor people. They don't have a chance because of these executive orders, which are, as I said, they're jamming the substitution of green for carbon down their throats. Yeah, Look, no, I agree. And, and that's we, just saw it, it, we just saw it here in New York. The governor is banning gas-powered stoves, right? They're jamming it down their throat. So all the people that own gas-powered stoves, which used to, you know is a fa- is a favorite for many people, they're going to have to go out and spend all this money to get electric stoves. Just like you're going to force them to go out and spend all this money to buy electric cars. It's crazy. Yeah, no, but that's exactly why it's regressive what they're doing because they're forcing the high price, higher price of green energy. On the poor, which essentially takes a bigger hit in percentage terms, if you want, in their in their spending, on adopting these higher prices. So that's the issue. That's the difference from innovation. We argue the second main way we can get at this problem of reducing emissions. If you innovate, the essence of innovation is to lower prices as opposed to raise them. So innovation ultimately brings green energy prices below brown energy prices. And that will be progressive because the poor will benefit most from those price reductions relative to the rich, essentially. That's why... Tomas, can you you go closer to a window or something? You're breaking up a little bit. Okay. Is that better or no? Yeah, I think that's better. Okay. So the... Uh, if, if you didn't hear me before, the, the two issues, the two ways of doing this is either substituting into existing green energy, which is more expensive, or inflate down the cost of green energy below that of brown energy, which will then benefit the poor more than it benefits the rich, essentially. So mm-hmm. innovation is progressive, but this costly substitution into existing green energy is regressive, essentially, because the poor are taking a bigger hit from it. And that's an important difference, I think, which is not realized. If you look at the Inflation, the inflation Reduction Act, 77% of the spending in it, new spending in it, goes to subsidies, which basically push people into this cost of energy. There's no free bunch of more expensive green energy. But Biden wants to say we're making it cheaper with the subsidies, but people have to pay taxes yeah, for the subsidies. Right. Yeah. And by the way, and subsidies increase aggregate demand and inflation. Yep, exactly. I mean, the the so-called... Uh, the green energy. No, no, the misnamed Inflation Reduction Act, and you say this in your article, 77.6% of it is new spending involving large-scale subsidies for such substitutes. That's inflationary because, Tomas... Tax, what are tax, it's all about tax credits, right? Tax credits for cars, tax credits for various green energy production. Uh, what's a tax credit? It's spending through the tax code. In fact, in, exactly. in, in many yeah. cases, it's a direct government check, is it not? Yeah, no, so the total price of green energy is not only the, the subsidized price you pay when, at the, when you buy your Tesla, it's Plus the taxes you have to pay for those subsidies, mm-hmm. right? Right. And that total and and that total price has obviously gone up. There's no free lunch of avoiding that. That green energy is more costly. You don't get around it by just subsidizing it because people have to pay for those subsidies, presumably. 
So and, I think it's just the part of the price is paid in the tax as opposed to at the time you purchase the product. And and there's if if they get all these rules passed and implemented, they will end free choice. There's no consumer choice, Tomas. I mean, if I want to buy no, I mean, it, if I want to yeah. buy a Ford SUV, okay, uh, they won't let me. In ten years, they will not let me if they have their way. Why? Because there's not going to be any gas-powered cars if they have their way. So Americans will not have any blood. There's no goddamn choice, which is. I agree that there's limited choice. But in in addition, that limited choice, you can handle that, Larry, because you've been successful. There's a lot of people for which that mandatory behavior is too expensive and it's hurting them. Yeah. Right. That's exactly right. No, 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 that's exactly right. You're forcing people. uh, I mean, they're going to have to allocate their family budgets so much more of their family budgets, right, to these electric cars uh, because yeah. the government is mandating it. And, you know, and that's going to make them poorer every place. They won't be able to buy groceries, for God's sakes. Yeah. I mean, they have, they're facing a larger percentage burden to buy this more expensive green energy than a right. rich person would, essentially. Right. And the, but they're, they're also <clears throat> very regressive rules. Forget the subsidies, just the regulations, right? We have... Now EPA comes out with uh, electric vehicle rules, but there's no rules on mansions. There's no rules on yachts. There's right. no rules on jets. Right. Uh, it's only rules on things that essentially affect the poor more in their consumption. The green, you know, this this green obsession is a rich man's game. That's it's an elitist rich man's game, and they've and and think of all the jobs lost, Tomas. You know, blue blue collar. Hard hat jobs, people that make pipelines, people that work in refineries, uh, you know, people that work in the oil fields, those jobs will be gone. Well, what are they? Yeah. They, those are those are middle class blue collar jobs. They're going to all be destroyed. Right. This, I don't know what the number is. Somebody, I think the head of the American Petroleum Institute uh, told me on the air, 11 million jobs in the fossil fuel industry. Now, those are just the primary, not the secondary, you know, the diners that go next to the jobs or the hotels. But that's a lot of jobs to lose. And that's what they're going to lose. The main problem with that is is that you're losing jobs from efficient, more cheap energy and putting it into more expensive, right? So, So Biden will argue, when you say that, Biden will argue, look at all these new green jobs, right, that we created. And that I always say it's like saying if we had a typewriter subsidy mm. instead of computers, we would have a whole new typewriter industry bloom up out of nothing. Look at all these new typewriter jobs that are created because you're pushing people into an inefficient way of doing things. There's more people producing less as opposed to economic growth, which is less people producing doing more. Right? <laughs> That's exactly right. Good line, Tomas. Hold on to that line. Anyway, we're going to jump. Tomas Phillips, an old friend. He was the CEA chair uh, for the last couple of years of the Biden administration, and he's a smart guy, and he's teaching at the, the University Biden of Chicago. I hope not. I'm sorry, the Trump administration. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll stay on the right side. Thank you, Tomas Phillips. And-
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.